It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? FFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS. Twitter, Twitter, TV slash AJ3. A big show on this Thursday. NFL Week 10 preview. College football Week 11 preview. Champions League Match Day 4 recap. Weekend soccer preview ahead of the international break, which comes again, which is ridiculous. I mean, another international break. I feel like it's been September, October, November. We've had an international break in each month, and it's just been um, a wrench in the momentum of these seasons for these club teams. So we'll do uh, our last weekend soccer preview for a little bit. And then we will have... Swagpulox and pick six at the end of the program. Not a big, um, there's some good college basketball. Arizona plays Duke Friday night. So if you're not doing anything Friday night, watch that game. That'll be a great game. Um, but not enough college basketball to, to go about yet as a whole site. So uh, I've been watching. I'm watching the games, you know. So I'm paying attention to that, of course, because I love college basketball. You know I love college basketball. So uh, that'll be a segment probably next week after um, because we get the uh, soccer international break. All right. NFL Week 10 preview, college football, Week 11 preview, Champions League match day four, recap weekend soccer preview, Tarpalox, and pick six. No true kickoff. We'll just go into our NFL Week 10 preview. Kansas City, the LA Rams, Miami, and Philly are on the bye. Thursday night we get started with Carolina, Chicago. Field still is a doubt, so it'll be uh, Badgett again. These are two bad football teams. Um, Carolina is really, really bad. I think the Bears have a reason to be bad. You know, Fields hasn't really played. Um, he's their best player arguably he's like how they built their team around and their offense and how they're going to operate so you got that going on and he's not been out there so they've been a bad team and I thought they were going to be a bad team anyway but um they've been a very very bad team so I I just this is a bad football game on a Thursday night and I'm sure Michaels and Herb Street and Amazon and they're all pissed um. So I I don't I, I don't blame people if you're not gonna watch this game Thursday night because <laughs> this is a bad one. If you're gonna skip a game, um, you can skip this Thursday night. Now, having said that, you know after the NCAA tournament in, in April, you're gonna be on there on a Wednesday night saying, "Damn, you know, I wish we had an NFL game," you know. This is that game. So if you're a sicko like me and you just watch every game you can because you love pro sports and any <laughs> across the landscape of pro sports, I'm gonna watch this game. I don't blame other people not for watching this, not watching this game because it's a bad game. Carolina, Chicago. Uh, Bryce Young has has not been impressive. Now is he set up to succeed? Maybe not, but he hasn't shown you anything. Where Stroud has been amazing. Um, for the Texans, young, you're kind of worried about year one with the Panthers. The Bears are a bad football team. I don't think they're coached well. Um, the fact that the game's in Chicago, I'll pick the Bears. But it'll be a gross game. 
Uh, Indianapolis and New England and Germany, they just had two of the better teams in the league there, and now you have two of the really bad teams. So, like, back-to-back really bad games to start this week. Um, Indy with Minshew, he's... I don't want to say settled in because he's a vet, but they kind of know, okay, it's his team now this year at least because Richardson is out for the season. New England should have more wins. Uh, They've been in a lot of football games, and they should have more wins. They really should. I mean, it's it's not a good job. It's it's disappointing with Belichick, and and I like Mac Jones. I don't know if he's set up to succeed. Um. I don't think the line is that good. I don't think the weapons are that good. Uh, I don't think the coaching on that side of the ball for the Patriots is that good. So I think it's really, really tough on Mac Jones. That all being said, Belichick is a better coach than Shane Steckton. I think these teams are more even than people think. Um, Yeah, they have Taylor and Moss, but... It's not a guy that can kill you at the, at the quarterback position and Minshew, no offense to Minshew. So I'll take New England to pull one out in Germany. I'm not very confident in it, but here we go. All right, uh, Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Up next, back stateside. Listen, Pittsburgh plays in close, tight games. The Packers seem to fall from behind. Fall behind in games and try to come back in the in the second half. This is set up to be another close, low-scoring, tight game because of the way these two teams play. Um, I think the Packers are just in a really, really tough spot because I think Love can be the guy. I don't think they're really helping him out, especially with the weapons, let alone the offensive line. I don't. I'm not going to blame the coaches that much. Um, in Green Bay, because I like LaFleur. I think he's got a great system. Um, he's won a lot of football games. Now, you could say that's a lot to do with Rodgers. Fine, I get what you're saying. Um, but I just don't know if Love is set up to succeed right now in Green Bay. Now, is Kenny? No, Matt Canada is a terrible coach. I mean, it's obvious. Um and their line is letting him get sacked game in and game out, which is unfortunate. So I think, um, for me, I think Pittsburgh wins a low-scoring tight game, like something like 20 to 13, 21 7. Nothing like we don't touch the 30s in this one, in my opinion. So I'll go with the Stullers at home, low-scoring game. Um, again, somewhere around like 20 to 14, nothing too crazy, nothing too crazy. All right. Um, next up, New Orleans, Minnesota, Minnesota will be rocking. They need, they know like, Hey, this NFC, there's some good teams at the top, but it's gettable in the middle and they can get themselves into a postseason position, especially because a lot of teams that we thought would be better are not. This is a big game for Minnesota. I know Dobbs, you know, comes in. It's a great story. Can he settle in and get it going with all these new faces and new system and all this kind of stuff? Because it's, I'm not going to say it's easy to do it for one afternoon. No, that's not what I'm going to say. But 
now that he's getting accustomed, there will be some expectations, to be fair. So I think the Saints go up to Minnesota, find a way to win a football game. Um, Saints, to me, with Carr playing a little bit better, Olave has been better. Taysom Hill and the Wildcat has been good. Kamara coming back has been just what they needed from that running back position. He just just so much, whether it is the running game or the passing game. He's just so, so good for them. Offers them so many options. I think the offense is coming along. I think the defense has kind of always been there. Yeah, they've given up some bad, <laughs> some bad games for sure. Don't get me wrong. But I think... Defensively, they give them their offense an opportunity, and offensively, I think they've come around. So I like New Orleans to go on the road. I know it'll be a tough environment, but it is indoors. Like, yes, that's louder for the crowd, but it's not like the Saints, a team from the South, are going to Lambeau and it's freezing. You know what I mean? It's indoors still. So uh, give me New Orleans to get the win there. Houston goes to Cincinnati. I think everybody thought Cincinnati would be a good team. I don't think people thought Houston would have this record, including myself. Credit to Tamiko Ryan's credit to Stroud, um, especially those two guys. Now, this is a step up in class. Um, and you can say, well, the Jacksonville game was a step up. Okay, I understand what you're saying. Um, but I, I'm going to tell you, I really like Cincinnati in this spot big. I do. I think Houston coming off that emotional win crazy win wild wild finish when they're kicking the ball like the the backup running backs kicking the ball it's it's crazy it's too much it's too much cincinnati big big win for them over buffalo for me this is a cincinnati has gotten right Burrow is healthy. Now that Burrow is healthy, everybody else feels a little comfortable that they can, you know, play their game. They have their guy back. And I just think it's the Bengals are going to start to put this whole thing kind of together down the stretch of the season because I think they're going to win the division. I think the Ravens will make the playoffs before falter a little bit but I think Cincinnati has survived that tough start and now they will start to stack some W's together so give me the Bengals at home there Cleveland and Baltimore I think the Browns will be in this game I think the Ravens find a way to win it um the Ravens as they've been tested they've answered those tests now Detroit and Seattle both at home. Are you going to call those the biggest tests? No, but they were tests, so I'm not going to move the goalposts on them. I'm still going to say they were tests, and they passed them with flying colors, to be honest, so give them credit. Um, I just I think the Ravens win the game. I think Cleveland will keep it close. Defense will play good against – they'll play and keep Lamar in the pocket, trying to beat them with um, the deep throws, all that kind of stuff, instead of the running. I 
think the Ravens win the game. I think Cleveland hangs in there. Watson um, back now a week and change. So it's not like he's just coming back from not playing at all. He's played a game. He's gotten in some rhythm. They got a big win. Um, they rested some guys, I'm pretty sure. So go to Baltimore. I think they keep it close. Ravens find a way to win the game. Tennessee and Tampa up next. Uh, they're begging you to take Tampa. And I think I will. <sighs> but it's just so weird that they're begging it. I feel like this game should be three to four points. Tampa's not that bad. And they're in a bad division. So they could win the division with the, not a great record. And this is an opportunity for them to get a win. So I don't know why this game is a pick em. Tennessee, yes, Henry and Hopkins are excellent. Defensively with Simmons, I don't love everything about their defense, but they hang around in games. You know I do love Rabel for sure. But Tampa at home, I I really, I think Bake will find a way to win this football game. So give me Tampa. Next up, two teams coming off the bye. Niners, Jags in the panhandle. I think the Jags are going to be close in this game, but the Niners right the ship. They needed the bye. They needed the kind of little reset button, get a little healthier. Um, I like the Niners in this spot. I think Jacksonville hangs around, but the Niners find a way to win the, the ballgame. Um, Jacksonville's a good football team. Coach well. I'll give Peterson the nod. Uh, but San Francisco, to me, will get it right. They're getting healthier. They needed the bye. Debo back, I'm pretty sure. So give me the Niners. Tight, close game. I like that one. Uh, Detroit and the Chargers up next in L.A. I think the... I really like the Chargers in this spot and possibly outright. Now, I understand Lions have been a darling. I, I like them to win the division. I've, I've been very proud of the way they progress. You know I like Goff. You know I like the head coach. Chargers, I know short week, but they were dominant. They were dominant against a, a solid Jet roster. I understand people can knock Wilson fine, whatever. You can do whatever you want. I'm just telling you right now, Chargers hang in this game, if not win it outright. Okay, just telling you that right now. Chargers win the game. They definitely cover. I like the Chargers in that spot. At home, as dogs. Lions are a good football team. Are they elite to be four or five point favorites on the road? Not for me. Not for me like this. Um, so give me the charge there. Atlanta and Arizona. Murray back for Arizona. <sighs> Two bad football teams here, but Atlanta has a chance to win the division. They're playing for something. Arizona is not. Um, I liked the Heineke move. I think Heineke should have started. I thought he could have beaten out. Um, he could have beaten out Ritter if it was like an actual open competition. 
Uh, the Robinson stuff, the Pitt stuff, the Drake. It, it's weird with Arthur Smith in Atlanta right now. I just don't really understand what's going on. But I will back them in this game. Tough to just come right back into an NFL um, speed for Kyler Murray. Atlanta blew it last week. I think they somehow find a way or Arizona blows it to them this week. So give me Atlanta on the road. Washington, Seattle. I think Washington will hang around in this game, but Seattle will win it. Um, Seattle, again, not really that impressed, to be honest with you, about them. And Rivera has had some real, real stinkers as a head coach recently with the commies. So I think Howell's done a nice job when he's been upright. They obviously can't block for him. The fact that the commies traded two of their big players up front, I think, hurts their defense. One of their best strengths was that defensive line, obviously. So uh, I think everything's against the commanders here. That's why I think they'll hang around, lose the game, but hang around on the road, away from home. They just traded two stars. They found a way to win a game on the road in New England last week. I don't think they find a way to win this game, but... I think they'll hang in it. Give me Seattle. Giants go down to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. It's still DeVito uh, with Tyra Taylor being out. Now Daniel Jones out for the season with the ACL. This could get really, really ugly um, really, really fast. And I think for the Cowboys, it has to get ugly for the Giants really, really fast so they can um, either rest some guys or not have to show um, – more of what they want to show offensively and defensively because the Cowboys stretch after this giant game. Um, well, to be fair, Giants, Panthers, Commanders, Seahawks. So if you want to start counting the Seahawks, fine. Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commies to finish. So tough loss to the Eagles. Now they got to bounce back with a light-ish schedule until December, we'll say. A light-ish schedule, okay? Um, and I think they will absolutely dismantle the, the New York football giants. The New York football giants are not your dad's giants. They're not your giants. They're not your grandfather's giants. This giants team is really, really bad. Um, and they're not coached well. And I understand he won coach of the year last year, but that was with the no expectations and people didn't think he could coach. So he showed he could coach a little bit, and now... They got nothing going on. Um, defensively, there are some players. Offensively with Barkley, obviously he's a player, but I don't really love the weapons besides Barkley. The offensive line, they got a guy off the couch starting. That's never really a good sign. No knock on Pew. He's been pretty good for them, but that's not a good, a good sign that you just pull guys off the couch to play for you um, and start and start for you, especially on the offensive line. So, I understand the spread's like 16, and people are saying Cowboys win by 21. It is certainly possible that they do that, but they have to get out to a really good start because if they let the Giants hang around, it's going to be really, really annoying. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so, we'll go Cowboys in that one. Sunday night, Jets, another primetime game. Jets, Raiders, primetime. This is really bad, folks. This is unfortunate um, that we're getting so many Jet primetime games here. They wanted 
and you know they had Rodgers, and it was ready for them to jump up into the possible lead of the AFC, getting him, having the high expectations, all that and more. But with him getting injured week one and not back yet, because we know he's going to be back, which is insane, but I don't know how he's going to do it. And the Raiders have just stunk, as we know, so NBC couldn't flex out of this one, unfortunately. This is a bad football game. I think the Jets find a way to win it. I think the Jets are the better team. Uh, Crosby is maybe one of the better players on the field, but I don't really like the makeup of the Raider team. Yes, Jacobs is good, but they've turned it over to O'Connell because they don't, they're done with Jimmy G or Jimmy G's too banked up. Um, besides Crosby, I don't really love the rest of the defense, to be fair. Antonio Pierce, in my opinion, is a fraud, but hey, just take it from the Cowboy fan who didn't like him as a giant, obviously. But I'll be honest about it, so... Um, I think the Jets find a way to win a game. They did not play well at home Monday night. They gave up the special teams touchdown, then the fumbles cost them. That was bad. That was bad. I think they start this game better. The Raiders, the... I don't want to say the allure or the glitter will wear off of Antonio Pierce, but I think... I think it will. I think it will. So even the Jets there. And then Denver-Buffalo... Buffalo at some point has to win some football games and at home in prime time against a bad Denver team. I understand, you know, you say, AJ, you like Sean Payton. You want him to coach the Cowboys. How can you say he's a bad? I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I think the Denver, I don't want to say they're cursed right now, but some of the moves they made have been costly. You know, they sold their soul for that Super Bowl. Um, they lost the one. Then at the end of Payton's career, they get the one. So, um, they got it, and then since then, what have they really done? Not much. So, I think Peyton is a good coach. I just don't love what's been going on in Denver, especially, we you know, with the quarterback, who I'm not the biggest fan of, um, even though I used to be, for sure. So, I like Buffalo in this spot. I do. I think Buffalo in this spot, Big bounce back after the home, uh, the road loss in Cincinnati. They answer the bell. We've seen them be able to bounce back before this season after they've lost some games. They've won some games. So let's see. How many times have they lost the game in the long run? Let's see. Um, beat. Here we go. Lost to the Jets. Won against the Raiders. Lost against the Jags. Beat the Giants. Lost against the Pats. Beat the Bucks. Lost against the Bengals now. I think they're going to beat the Broncos. So they've responded well after losses. I think they continue to do that. Give me the Bills at home on Monday night. All right, college football week 11. Quickly about the college football playoff. Top eight is unchanged. Ole Miss and Penn State move up one spot into nine and ten respectively. Louisville up two to 11. And that's really where the one-loss teams stop. Can Ole Miss possibly? No, they can't. Can Penn State, if they beat Michigan, no, let's relax, okay? Um, I just I just don't like that Ohio State is one and they remain one. I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of that. I'm just gonna tell you that right now. Um, 
All right, let's get into the games. Michigan plays Penn State and Happy Valley. McCarthy leading the Michigan attack. Has he had a great season? No, not necessarily, but he's done enough um, to help his team win all the games. Now, Corm and Edwards have had very good. Corm's had an excellent season. Uh, Edwards has been banged up, but he's all right. Um, he's throwing to Wilson and John, uh, Johnson, and then Loveland is the tight end. For Penn State, Allaire's only had one pick. Um, Allen and Singleton are good backs. Lambert Smith's a good receiver, and then they got the two tight ends in Johnson and Warren. So they have players. They have playmakers, but that Ohio State game just left a bad taste in your mouth because they just didn't take any chances. They didn't. Uh, they weren't aggressive enough. So uh, I... You need Penn State to play more aggressive in this spot. You already have the loss to Ohio State. You really have nothing to lose. Like if you get a second loss, yeah, you still might go to a New Year's Six, but you're not going to the playoff. You're not going to the Big Ten title game. All that kind of stuff. So they have to find a way here, Penn State, to beat Michigan because they can't beat Ohio State, and they certainly haven't beaten Michigan yet. So they got to beat one of them now, and here's their opportunity to beat Michigan. Now, Michigan, with all the distraction, Michigan's been waiting to play somebody. The whole time, you haven't played anybody, da-da-da. Fine, UNLV is going to be bowl eligible. Um, Bowling Green is, is, I think they have four or five wins, if I'm not mistaken, so they might get through a bowl game. So, yeah, have they played world beaters? No, but they're going to end up playing a couple of bowl eligible teams out of conference. Fine. However... They've been waiting to play somebody that people think is better than them or on the same par as them so they could put it on them. And I think Michigan, away from home, Harbaugh is getting them ready. Point being, it is a raucous environment. And I think Michigan will be up for the task. And it is a little bit about Penn State, too, because until Penn State beats Michigan or Ohio State, I'm not going to believe they can. I'm just not going to believe they can. Since Ohio State and Michigan have went up a tier, Penn State has not answered going up a tier. They haven't beaten them. So for me, until they beat them, I'm not picking them. I'm not picking them. I'm not doing it to myself. So Michigan in a big spot. Wolverines have been waiting to play somebody. Waiting to play somebody. Game Michigan on the road in Happy Valley. Number nine, Ole Miss. Number two, Georgia. Beck leads the Georgia offense. Edwards has been a good back for them. In the absence of Bowers, it's been McConkey. Love it. Uh, Rosemary St. Jack. And then Ole Miss has a really good offense, we know, with Lane. Dart's been playing well. Judkins is the back. Harris, Watkins, Wade, the three receivers. If Ole Miss plays this game at their pace, they have the opportunity to win it. I think if it's at a Georgia pace, I don't see Ole Miss manufacturing enough scores to win that game. Now, if it's score for score, that's the game Ole Miss wants to play because I don't think Georgia can go score for score. With, with an offense like Ole Miss, especially without Bowers. Especially without Bowers. So, for me, I'm going to say Georgia at home. Game kind of in the 20s. It's not maybe the most impressive. Because Georgia has not started games well in the SEC. 
uh, Mizzou, South Carolina, um, I believe the Kentucky game as well. They haven't started games well. If they don't start this game well, they could be in trouble. Because if Ole Miss goes three drives, three scores, and, and Georgia goes three drives, two punts, and a field goal, and it's, it's I don't know, call it 17-3, 17-7, like, hey, what are we doing here? Um, so I, I like Georgia. Georgia at home. Utah, number 18. Washington, number 5. If this game was in Utah, I'd love Utah. Um, but I think Washington has proven this season so far they can play whatever game the opponent wants to play. Um, they've won tight, low-scoring games. They won the game against Oregon where it seemed like every drive there was a touchdown or some big play. So Barnes has been very um, – he's filled the job in Cam Rising's absence. Uh, they had Johnson in there for a while. They've had a bunch of quarterbacks. So I think Barnes has done a nice job for Utah and Coach Witt. Jackson's been really good um, out of the backfield, but I don't really love the rest of the weapons. And defensively, against this Washington team that have the three receivers in Aduze, Polk, and McMillan, Johnson been, Johnson's been a good back, and Penix is a Heisman frontrunner right now if Washington can keep doing what they're doing. It's very, very tough. I love Utah if this game is at home. I just don't think them going up to Seattle um, – they can win this game. It's going to be very, very difficult for them. Washington knows this is one of their, you know, couple more tests here before they do play in a big uh, Pac-12 title game if they do get there, which they should, looking at the schedule right now, right? We're setting up for Oregon-Washington round two, which would be insane. But point being, Washington at home, they've won games with different styles I expect this game to be a low-scoring game because that's the only way Utah can win it. They can't go score for score with Washington. So if they play it at Utah's pace, Washington can still win because we've seen Washington win at other teams' paces. Um, so I like Washington at home. Miami takes on Florida State. Listen, they crushed Miami last year in Miami. Um, and Van Dyke and that crew, you got to have a better showing. You got to do something to get this closer. But Travis leading that offense with Benson. <sighs> Coleman and Wilson have had good seasons as well for the Knowles, for Coach Norvell. I don't love the Knowles team. They're very talented. You know, I don't think Norvell's the best in-game coach. This will be an interesting test for them because I think Miami could still finish as a ranked team, could still have a good season in the ACC. Um, but they're, they got to pull off an upset at some point. Could they pull off this game? Yeah, I think they could win this game. Um, but I think they won't. Give me Florida State at home. I mentioned Oregon earlier. Oregon hosts USC. USC not ranked anymore. Oregon six. The Bonex offense with Irving and James running the ball, Franklin and Johnson catching it against uh, USC's defense uh, will be called by new guys. The defensive line coach and linebacker coach are stepping up in the absence of the D.C. that they fired. Uh, <laughs> about time Lincoln Riley made a move as defensive coordinator. The USC offense 
with Caleb Williams and Lloyds and Jones as the running backs, Washington, Rice, Williams, the other receivers. Um, this is a really big game. I think Oregon wins it. Oregon has been kind of different. At, and opportunities where Oregon, you're like, oh, here they go. They're going to lose this game. This is where they lose the game, that kind of stuff. You haven't seen it. Um this year I'm gonna I'm gonna give them credit for the Washington I'm not counting the Washington losses like a oh Oregon they always lose this game the big game no they don't lose that big game like I'm not knocking them for that loss either way what I'm you know they would lose against the Stanford they would lose um or be in a game against the Cal or is Arizona State and you'd be like what the hell are you guys doing like you're so much better than this what are you doing USC is a dangerous team because they have so much talent. Lincoln Riley is a good coach, even though they've screwed up a lot, um, especially with Spence on defense. Now he's gone. You know who I'm picking? I'm picking Oregon. <laughs> like what are we talking about? But I think it's a high-scoring game. Um, give me, give me the Ducks. Other games here: Michigan State goes to Columbus, take on Ohio State. That's going to be a bloodbath. That will be a bloodbath. Ohio State is looking to hang numbers, getting ready for that Michigan game, uh, trying to impress the committee and stay at number one because they're number one. They're trying to stay at number one. Texas goes to Fort Worth to take on TCU. I think in other years, this game would be like on people's radars. So here we go, TCU. No. Um, Texas escaped last week. I think that'll be one of their last tests until they get to a Big 12 title game. Give me Texas. Bama goes to Kentucky. No problem here for Bama. They've put it together. Uh, maybe they've struggled a little bit in early games, but after halftime, they've been different teams, and Saban has had them trending in the right direction. So give me Bama there. Louisville hosts UVA. Could be a high-scoring game. UVA's offense has, has shown some... Uh, has shown some aptitude in some places you could say uh so that'll be an interesting game tennessee mizzou in a battle of two lost teams that'll be a fun game should be high scoring oregon state hosts stanford oklahoma state goes to ucf kansas hosts texas tech oklahoma hosts west virginia florida goes to the bayou to take on lsu colorado hosts number 21 arizona rutgers goes to iowa that is a spot for Rutgers. Rutgers. I'm calling it Rutgers wins outright. Rutgers wins outright in Iowa. Okay? Tulane hosts Tulsa. UNC hosts Duke. And Kansas State hosts Baylor. All right, footy. James League match day four. Lazio beat Fenendor 1-0 as a mobile A winner. Atletico put it on Celtics 6-0. Uh, Maeda got a straight red. Griezmann and Morata both had braces in the win for Atletico. Uh, Milan and PSG. P uh, Milan went at 2-1. PSG went up 1-0, a Skinner goal, but then Rafael Leo, bicycle kick, and Giroud had the winner for AC Milan. Dortmund beat Newcastle 2-0 in Dortmund, Polkrug, and Bront, the goal scorers. Man City beat Young Boys 3-0. Holland, Penn, uh, Foden a goal, then Holland for his brace. Rebel Leipzig beat Red Star on the road 2-1. Simmons, the goal scorer, uh, in, uh, one of the goal scorers there. Shakhtar, Barcelona. Shakhtar beat Barcelona 1-0. First time since 2008 that they beat them, I'm pretty sure. Porto beat Antwerp 
Uh, Bayern Munich Galaxy has arrived. Munich win it 2-1. Uh, second half race from Harry Kane. Gave Munich their two goals. Copenhagen beat Man U 4-3. Hoyland put them up 2-0 United. Rashford got a straight red. Elianisi brought one back for Copenhagen. Then they United conceded a pen. 2-2. Bruno put United 10-man United up from the spot. 3-2, but then Copenhagen leveled it, and then they went on to win it 4-3. Arsenal beat Sevilla 2-0. Trossard and Saka scoring for Arteta's crew. It seems like Saka is hurt, so that's not good for Arsenal. PSV, la. PSV went at 1-0 as a Luke Dijon header. Real Madrid beat Braga 3-0. Diaz, Vinicius, and Rodrigo, the goal scorers there. Napoli, Union Berlin drew 1-1. Rebel Salzburg, Inter, Inter 1-0. It was a Latoro Martinez penalty. That was a difference maker there. And Real Sociedad beat Benfica 3-2-1. All right. Uh, so that is James League match day four. I think match day five is after next break, the first weekend, and then I think it's match day five because they got to do two match days in December before uh, December winds down. All right. Um, take a look at those Champions League groups Munich has clinched they have 12 points Copenhagen have four Galatasaray have four United have three so United have to go to Turkey to take on Galatasaray and then they host Munich I believe those are two really really tough fixtures uh, to try to get out of fourth and they got to get to third to even get in Europa so they're in trouble so that is group A group B Arsenal have three wins and a loss, so they're sitting on nine points. PSV have a win and a two draws, so they have five. Len have the same record, one, two, and one. And Sevilla are in trouble. They're not even in their Europa League spot yet uh, in third, so they're in fourth, trailing in Group B. Group C, Real Madrid, four wins from four. They've wrapped it up. Um, well, not yet they've wrapped it up, I should say. They've gotten to the next round. They haven't wrapped up the group. Napoli sitting on seven. They should be through as well because Braga have a win over Berlin and Berlin have had three really uh, tough losses and a draw. Group T, Sociedad have 10 points. Inter Milan have 10 points. Salzburg have three. Benfica have nil. So it'll be like Sociedad and Inter going through there, depending on who goes, uh, who wins the group. Atletico Madrid, eight points. Lazio, seven points. Fenrir, six Celtic one, so it's all to play for in Group E. Group F, it's really all to play for here. Seven, six, five, four. Dortmund on seven. PSG on six. AC Milan on five, and Newcastle on four. Group G, City, four wins from four. Leipzig, three wins from four. So those will be the teams going through from Group G and Group H. Barcelona suffered their first loss. Porto also has a loss, but three wins. So it's nine points for Barcelona and Porto. Shakhtar have two wins and two losses. Uh, sitting on six points. So that is the Champions League after four match days. All right, weekend soccer preview. EPL, Wolves, and Tottenham. Tottenham coming off their first loss. Wolves have been playing a lot better ball. They've been getting some goals from Wang. Uh, Neto has been very, very good. Uh, Cunha has been good. Um, defensively, they've been very solid. Saw's been making saves now. Tottenham. We'll have the Romero suspension to deal with here. Adogi will be also suspended for this match. So Tottenham will have their work cut out for them. 
Madison banged up. So this is what we feared about Tottenham, you know, saying it wasn't sustainable What because there are injuries. You do get suspensions because Tottenham, not that they have only 11 players, they, they have a certain 11 players that make them play in a successful way. So um, now could you argue, oh, we're Charleston, so like, okay, one in, one out or something like that, fine. But Madison has been one of the signings of the season. And him being out is really bad. Um, I think Wolves at the Monlieu get a result here. I think they get a draw. Man U against Luton. Man U are reeling. I understand they've won a couple games here and there. Um, the the game they won last week was <laughs> at Craven Cottage. They need a stoppage time winner from the captain. Um, Luton played really well against Liverpool. They deserved the result, to be fair. Uh, they deserved at least a point. Liverpool did not play well. Can they replicate what they did against Liverpool at Old Trafford? I don't know if they have to. I don't know if they have to. I don't think Man U and Liverpool are on the same level. I don't. So I I think Luton can go to Old Trafford and not be scared and, and possibly pull off a result. But United have to play better. United have to play better. Crystal Palace, Everton. Crystal Palace trying to get a little bit healthier as they coming back to the fold. Elise hopefully coming back in the fold soon. Everton, since Calvert-Lewin is back, have been playing better. I've been asking for Calvert-Lewin to get some goals and, and be that top striker up there that they need. They need him to be in the game. Um, I, I, it's a tough, it's a tough spot for Everton. Do you go out of your shell to try to play, you know, football? Or do you even still stack the box against Crystal Palace? I wonder. I wonder. Um, I'll take Crystal Palace. Arsenal against Burnley. Arsenal have to bounce back. They felt like they were robbed at St. James Park. Burnley, again, not up to snuff this will be tough at the Emirates for them I understand Arsenal could have some injuries but uh, they gotta win that game going away Bournemouth Newcastle Bournemouth have struggled they need a win Newcastle have gotten a lot of draws I think they would take a draw here but I expect them to go for a win to carry some momentum from um, what they did at the weekend, but however, they played midweek and lost, so there you go. There goes your momentum. Um, give me a draw there. Liverpool-Brentford, uh, McAllister suspended, if I'm not mistaken, for Liverpool uh, with the yellow card acclamation. Do you see with Taro Endo in the six? I wonder. Um, Brentford biding their time until Tony come back uh, to help out that front line, even though Wisson and Buemo have been very good for them in Tony's absence. They still need that striker talisman that really, really helps them. Set piece wizard. He takes the pens, as we know. Um, at Anfield, it's been very, very good. The The really only bad stretch at Anfield under Klopp was in COVID when there was no fans. Um, so I like uh, Liverpool at home. West Ham Forest. Forest and putting together some really good results. Uh, West Ham... Have a good result, then have a bad one, have a good one. You know, um, at home, I think they write the ship here. Give me West Ham. 
Brighton and Sheffield. Brighton have looked really poor in some stretches. Uh, Deserby is experimenting. You can tell he's experimenting. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't really love it. Maybe Sheffield United at home. So there you go. Uh, Villa Fulham. I expect Villa to bounce back after losing to Forest last week. So give me Villa at home there. And then the big one, Chelsea Man City. Chelsea have been playing better. Pochettino, since getting some guys healthy in Caicedo and settled in in that little midfield with him and Gallagher and Endo, uh, Enzo, Enzo, Enzo Fernandez, that's been big for them. Reece James coming back and being healthy has been big for them. Jackson is scoring some goals because Nkuku's going to be out for a long time. That's big for them. Now, City, it seems like they can turn it on when they really want to. And I think away from home, big spot before an international break. They play Liverpool when they come back. They'll want to send everybody a message in the Prem with everybody watching on uh, Sunday evening there, Sunday afternoon here stateside. I think Chelsea will be in the game, but I think they end up losing it. Something along the lines of 3-1-4-2. City will go away with the game. La Liga, Real Madrid, Valencia, Barcelona, Alves, Sevilla, Real Batiste, Atletico against Villarreal, Serie A. Lecce hosts AAC Milan, Juve hosts Cagliari, Empoli go to Napoli, Udinese hosts Atalanta, Lazio hosts Roma. Ooh, Rome Derby there. Uh, that's a big one. Inter against Frosinese. Bundesliga, Stuttgart, Dortmund, Munich against Heidenheim. Heidenheim. Leverkusen against Union Berlin, Rebel Leipzig, Freiburg, Ligue 1, Montpellier, Nice. Stadram, PSG, Le Hevre against Monaco. Again, another international break after this match day. All right, let's get to the picks portion of the program. We start with Survivor Pools. Twenty-three and four so far for this week ten. We're gonna go three home teams, one division game, one prime time. So we have some we have some rule breakers. We're not the biggest rule breakers, I guess you could say. Okay. Number one, we're going Cincinnati at home against Houston. I think Houston's a nice story, but Cincinnati's starting to put it together. Joe Burrow healthy, Joe Burrow at home. I understand Chase is banged up, but I like Cincinnati to win the game. Give me Cincinnati at home against Houston. Pick number two, Dallas Cowboys at home against the New York Football Giants. The Giants are really, really bad. Now, can I see the Giants possibly backdooring this, possibly covering this, possibly hanging around? Maybe. Well, they don't win the game. Cowboys win the game. Bounce back after the Eagle loss. They win the game at home. Cowboys pick number two. Sorry, Bulldogs. Pick number three. Monday night, Bills at home against Denver. Bad. Bills need a win. Bills have bounced back after losses. I expect the Bills to bounce back after last week's loss. So the Bengals, and they win at home against the Broncos on Monday night. 
Cincinnati versus Houston, pick number one. Dallas versus the New York Football Giants, pick number two. And pick number three, the Buffalo Bills at home against Denver. Monday night, week 10, Survivor Pool Locks. All right. Uh, that is Survivor Pool Locks. Let's get to the other picks portion of the show. The FFF SOSS pick six in the National Football League for week 10. The league where they play. Pepe. We're close here, folks. We keep riding these unders, primetime unders, and we get a couple here and there. We get above 500, then we start the road to 50 whatever percent it is. All right. Pay number one, primetime under. Carolina, Chicago, under 39. It's low for a reason. These are two really bad teams Um, with two... Not really good quarterbacks right now. We don't know about Bryce Young. Badgett is a nice story. Come on, enough. Two bad teams, short week, Thursday night. Outdoors, Carolina, Chicago, under 39, pick number one. Pick number two, I think everybody's going to be loving Houston. I think everybody's going to be picking Houston, catching seven, be like, hey, they're a live dog. Why can't Houston win this game? I'm just going to tell you right now. Is a step up in class. Cincinnati's getting right. Burrow is healthy. Bengals minus six at home against Houston. If they was minus three or four, I'd say they're begging me to take Cincinnati. I think seven is kind of fair. I think that's where a lot of people will take the Texans. So pick number two, Bengals minus six against the Houston Texans at home. Pick number three. In division here, it's on the road. It's a road dog. I think seven is too many points for the Browns and the Ravens. I think the Ravens win the game. I can see a Tucker field goal and overtime winning the game. I can see a Tucker field goal to put them up three late winning this game for the Ravens. I think Browns will hang around. Browns have a good defense. Offensively, they're doing enough even with the injuries. Ravens have had some games against good teams and those good teams have really really poor first halves and haven't made the Ravens play 60 minutes. Bengals made them play 60 minutes when the Bengals weren't playing well Burrow was unhe- uh, wasn't healthy. I think Cleveland at least hangs around in this game. They are a live dog here in division. You're always a live dog almost. Seven's too many. Give me the Browns. On the road, catching seven, pick number three. Pick number four. We're going to go home dog here. And it's another dog that I do like outright. And the Chargers win the game against the Lions on Sunday afternoon. I think Chargers follow up their win against the Jets. Put together back-to-back weeks here. Lions going out to LA, travel issue. They should win a road game where they're favored against a team that's competent enough. That's not a spot the Lions have been in historically a ton. 
And I'm not knocking him. You know I love Goff. You know I love Campbell. But I think Chargers, even though the home isn't a big advantage or anything like that, they don't have a ton of fans we know. At home, Lions have big expectations. I think a lot of people will be, oh, the Lions, Lions, can have, Lions are going to kill the Chargers. The Chargers aren't even that good. I, I like the Chargers in this spot. Pick number four, Chargers, home dog, catching four against the Lions. So, you know where the other two picks are going. Sunday night, Jets Raiders under 37. It's low for a reason. We know that. Primetime unders. Primetime unders. Jets Raiders under 37. And then Monday night, Broncos Pills under 48. In Buffalo. Primetime unders. That's the way we're going to get back in this thing. Got to keep believing in it. Yeah, we've had some close calls. Yeah, when both teams score the, their opening possessions, you're like, it's over. We're never winning this. It's over. It's over. They never be gone, right? And then all of a sudden, you win the bet at the end of the game when the clock hits zeros and then it's under. So, Denver, Buffalo, under 48, pick number six. Pick number one. Carolina, Chicago, under 39, Thursday night. Pick number two, Cincinnati, minus six, at home against the Houston Texans. Pick number three, Cleveland, catching seven in Baltimore. Pick number four, Chargers at home, catching four against the Detroit Lions. Pick number five, Jets, Raiders, under 37, Sunday night. Pick number six, Denver Broncos, Buffalo Bills under 48 Monday night. Panthers Bears under 39. Bengals minus six. Browns plus seven. Chargers plus four. Jets Raiders under 37. Broncos Bills under 48. Your week 10. FFF SOSS pick six in the National Football League. Oh, that's the best. All right, folks. Enjoy the football this weekend. Uh, we got an international break for footy coming up, so watch some um, soccer on Saturday and Sunday morning because you're not going to have it next weekend. And you're like, damn, I kind of wish the soccer was on. It's always nice to just throw on Saturday and Sunday morning. Nothing's really on TV unless you're watching something else. College game day has gone off a slope. No offense to the people that work on that show, uh, but it's a disaster when you look at it sometimes. So, not trying to knock the show. That's why I watch uh, footy in the mornings on Saturdays and Sundays. And the NFL pregame shows are also awful, besides the Fox, the second Fox one. I mean, the CBS is ter- horrendous. The ESPN broadcast is terrible. Um, so, yeah, so watch some footy. And next weekend when it's not on, you're going to be like, damn, I wish I the footy was on. That's how you're going to feel. All right, so enjoy big college football weekend, big NFL weekend, big footy weekend. We'll recap it all on Tuesday. Until then, have a great weekend. Peace.
football and sometimes other sports show. That's the name of it? Guys, check out his podcast. That sounds like my kind of podcast. Football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.